connecting to the AOC Podcast Network. Enjoy your stay. Welcome. I'd like to welcome all of you who are listening today to the Le Cadeau podcast. Uh, my guest today is Emmett, um, Emmett, um, Emmett Jacob Jr. Um, I met Emmett recently, and um, we've been talking about spiritual things and healing, and so he has agreed to be my guest. So I'd like to thank you, Emmett, for coming. And thank you for having me, Becca. I think you're brave. Uh, I I uh, I think so too because this is totally unusual. <laughs> My first time. So, um, basically, the podcast is called Le Cadeau, which means the gift mm-hmm. in French, and it is it's based on the gift of healing. Uh, most creative things are healing, um, but one of the pieces I've been working towards that I realize you've been working towards is to create a community. Yes. For spiritual people or healers that isn't necessarily connected to any religion. Exactly. So how long have you been doing that and how do you do that? I've been doing this almost a year and a half. Um, I started um, with uh, meetup.com. Um, I became a, I took Latin dancing and I said, you know, I'm going to start my own meetup because I started looking at different, uh, from different type of meditation groups and so on and so forth. And there's nothing at all. And so I started uh, as a Joe Dispenza event where we do Joe Dispenza um, meditations. Who and is Joe Dispenza? Dr. Joe Dispenza is basically a neurologist. Um, he, uh, I've been to his seminars. He basically is taking the um, angle of science and merging it with uh, traditional spirituality. Right. And so he's looking at a lot of ancient um, techniques and a lot of new things where it's there's making it's making a crossroad where it's making sense of how the things that were said in the past and how they really can be scientifically proven that they were. Right. And so he goes his main angle is through meditation. And that's the actual practice of whatever you're learning. That's way cool. So um, is your group based on meditation? Well, it started off primarily as meditation, and what we did, we'd have a meditation from um, four o'clock until maybe six. Well, then I wanted to spice it up a little bit, and so I got Gaia Television as well as um, Conscious Life and a few other uh, sources of great programming. So I said I'd, we'd start doing movies or either presentations at home, and so we opened it up at two o'clock from four o'clock to uh, two to four for the actual movie, and we have a lot of discussion in between. We'll stop and pause and have a great time. We usually have somewhere around 15 to 20 people um, in the um, meetup, and it's great. And whoever stays, whoever comes for the movie uh, at 4 o'clock, the meditation's there, and they'll stay and, and do med- meditation. Well, wow, that's awesome. Yes, and it's really good. I've, I've met really great people through this. Um, we've kind of merged with uh, Science of Mind, a local group, well, well, the local members in this area have started coming to the meetup, and it's really good. And so, uh, really excited, yes. So one uh, day, I will go to your gathering, and one day you will come to my gathering. So that would be excellent. We're meeting here today. That's yes, exciting. Yes, So, Latin dancing, what is spiritual or healing about Latin dancing? Well, that was actually the path that I first, when I first joined meetup, 
uh-huh. which is basically an interest group. Any interest you have, you can find it on Meetup. Okay. And so that was my first introduction to Meetup. I saw Latin dancing, I did it. And then from that, I said, I can do this. I'm but don't do you think meditation. that dancing is kind of healing? Oh, yes. It's, it's uh, definitely. And that it's creative and it engages the body and the mind and it, the spirit in it, some ways. It, it does, yes. And uh, it's very primal, like, you know, right. like the, uh, like Native American dance, Zydeco it's, is kind of all that kind of. Certain. Dancing certain. is, it's a holy thing. It is, yes. Okay. Uh, you know, and, you know, basically they, it's been said that the American um, Indians or Native Americans, um, they basically did dancing as a spiritual practice. And, uh, totally. Yes. Yeah. And so, yes, there's, there's a lot of spirituality in the whirling um, dervishes and so on and so forth. And so, yeah. yeah. We just don't great. know that when we go out dancing on Saturday night. It's a holy thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's very spiritual. Very. But, um, yeah, so I, I guess it all tied in. Um, but what I like about the community, I, I've been told over and over again that people are, are very appreciative of a gathering where we can, like-minded people can get together because the conversations that we have are not very normal. You really can't have them with some of your relatives and some of your friends. But it's nice to be able to talk about certain things and learn together and so on and so forth. And in general, um, I think it's um, my contribution to raise the vibration. It's been uh, through experiments they've shown that when people meditate, crime is reduced and so on and so forth. Uh, basically, the, the, the vibration goes up higher. Exactly. And so, yeah. And so there, even, there are some programs of introducing uh, meditation to people in prison. Yes. You know, yes. I mean, really. And, and, and teaching soldiers to meditate. It, there's a, a sympathetic and a parasympathetic nervous system. So we understand one for flight or flight. And we're trained for that to always be ready. Parents always have to be aware. But we're not trained mm-hmm. to just be okay and be still. And you need a balance of both. Very true. You know, but but the thing is, when you're usually in a job, trained to be hyped up and ready, you have this sense that, well, if I ever chill out, I won't be able to do this. And the contrary is the reality. Mm-hmm. If you can chill out, mm-hmm. then you can be more hypervigilant when you have to be hypervigilant. Certainly, it's yes. like taking a nap or something. Yes. but better. Okay, it's for for me. It's a peaceful place to go to. I'm uh, a meditation. I have a, a certain routine that I go into and uh, you know I, I can I can I it, if I didn't have that place you know I would just be I would just have to deal with the, whatever stress I'm going through but with meditation I can basically sit back and take a deep breath of love and inhale love and then exhale gratitude or use a technique which is a Hawaiian technique ho'oponopono um, and these just get me right back into the state of mind that's healthy for me instead of a stressful you know, uh, which is, you know, I don't really need. Uh, so it works out great. So meditation is part of, um, we understand meditation in, in Buddhism. Mm-hmm. We understand meditation as part of yogi, uh, yoga and Hindu and in India. Where is meditation in this country? You know, I'm, I know that years ago there was something called centering prayer that was taught by a, a priest named Basil Pennington, which is the very simple and the beginning of meditation to be able to be introduced into Christianity. So it's not apart from Christianity. Christian people can come. Oh, certainly, certainly. And the 
there's also there was this big movement for transcendental meditation. And I did this thing called centering prayers before my 30-something-year-old child was born. So it's uh-huh. been over 30-something years. And so any anything you can do to be still yes. is helpful in yes. terms of any kind of meditation to begin with, don't you think? Oh, sure, sure. Did you begin with Dr. Joe? Is that how you began, or had you he, been meditating before? Uh, I think I had really switched gears when I, when I ran across his work because I knew that was the actual practice. In other words, whatever I learn, it's it's great to learn something, but the real benefit is in the practice of it. Exactly. And that's when I really started because I said, it, it. you know, that's really where I need to be and make that a habit. Um, prior to that, it was silent meditation and so on and so forth. And a lot of this goes back to the Bible when they say, uh, be still and know that I'm God, you know. Right. Um, and so it's... It's a real way to let go and just to relax and just to get everything back in tune. It's like once the body feels that it's not in a fight or flight mode, it's like we can calm ourselves down. And that lets the body know that everything is okay. So now the body can start to do, um, instead of you know getting ready for um, sending blood out to our extremities so we can get ready for a battle, it's going to basically, you know, work on our heart and do other things that are very important, digestion and so on and right. so forth, and uh, creation of, uh, you know, whatever it needs to heal itself. And so that's the, the beauty of it. So I grew up in Scott. Where did you grow up? In Crawley, in Crawley, so Louisiana. We didn't have any sort of like uh, scientists explaining religion when we were children. No. Or if it did, we didn't know about it. And like I, I tell people, you know, if I were a quantum physicist, I could explain this because science is beginning now to explain what we always knew. Mm-hmm. So like what I hear you saying is you're not doing anything that's new. But a scientific explanation can maybe open meditation to people who would not have been open to it before. Sure. Or that had some attraction for you because you heard what he said. Right. Well, you see, there's he's not the only one. There's several people doing this right now. There's Dr. Greg Braden. There's also Dr. Bruce Lipton. Um, and there's, there's several others. And what makes it interesting is that when it comes from just a spiritual point, we just have to have a lot of faith. When it comes from a scientific point, it's like it's proven. And then we can say, aha, it works. And so some people can handle just the spiritual, that it, that's all it is. But other people need a little bit more evidence, and that's when science comes in, and it just really doubles down on it, and it makes once it makes sense, and then it's like, okay, yeah. But what I heard you say a while ago is, is if you practice the practice. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter if you believe it because of faith or you believe it because of science, mm-hmm. but do you actually be still every day? Well, that, That's the deal. Yeah, yeah. Don't you think? Oh, yeah, most and definitely. Then, and so if you understand this from a faith point of view or or um, you know Joseph Campbell spoke a lot about the spirituality of all the cultures because he did work as an anthropologist and there are lots of anthropologists that study different cultures so we're kind of both providing a place for this community in southwest Louisiana to grow um, and just to get to know each other without any kind of um, where there's no rules and regulations, and I don't charge people to come to my house. Do you charge people to go to your house? I never will. No. I, ne- it's, I it's, never have, and It's I never hospitality, will. because that's part of where we come from. Yeah. So 
when you invite people to give presentations, mm. what kind of people come? People from far away or people from here or where well, do you get your speakers? Well, actually, we haven't done uh, where we have a physical person doing it. We watch uh, Gaia TV, which has a lot of mindfulness. It has it has a lot of yoga as well. Tons of meditation. Um, um, and this is video. And so uh, as well as conscious uh uh, it used to be called Conscious 2. It was Conscious2.com, but now it's ConsciousLife.com. And once again, they have more of courses. And so we can actually take a little course on gratitude. The last one we did was um, um, Radical Gratitude. Uh-huh. And so so we didn't, really don't have the actual speakers come in. We basically tune into them through the television. And, okay. um, and then when I say television, I mean my computer, which is connected exactly. to my television. I'm so going you, watch, you watch a video or right. some programming that's there. And, then, and then you get to, to share about it or, or share how you implement from week to week. So exactly. you've been doing this for a good while. That's a good thing. Right, right. And we've, uh, I mean, some of the great speakers, I mean, we've had Lynn McTaggart. Uh, we've watched her. We've uh, watched Marion Williamson. Um, what was the first lady's uh, name? Lynn McTaggart. I don't know. Now, Lynn McTaggart. If they, they didn't come to Scott or Lafayette, and I don't know them. So oh, no, no. You have to tell me who they yeah, are. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, she, uh, she is, she's basically a reporter. But what she has done is become fascinated with this realm of spirituality and so on and so forth. And once again, mixed with, with science. And so uh, I've actually taken a course. I host something else. It's an online course using Zoom. We joined Lynn McTaggart's group. And then, so after Excuse that, we basically... Um, you turned off your phone. I thought I had turned off mine, but I didn't. No problem. But now I shall. Yeah. Well, that's, they can edit this out, I'm sure. No, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. All right. So um, I'll go ahead and start off with uh, Lynn McTaggart. So Lynn McTaggart um, has what she's called um, the in- intention experiment. And so what we get, what we do together, it's called a group of eight. And the interesting thing about this is that she's done lots of experiments, uh, or documented lots so of experiments. So you said group of eight, like okay. the number eight? Exactly. Let, okay. me, let me explain what that means. So you, as an individual meditating, you're going to have the power of the individual. If you have more than one, it's like they, it's kind of where two where or two more, more rather, gathered. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, they've done different numbers. They've tested two, three, four, but eight, for some reason— is the magic number. And when eight people get together, so what it is, so one of the eight people has an intention. Um, the other seven people understand what that intention is, and then they all go into a meditation. So we'll do maybe, our group does a five-minute meditation, and what it is, we are all focused on that person's intention, including that person. So, so in this moment, the meditation is a prayer. It's focused it's, on whatever her request or need or desire is. Exactly okay. right. And because we have eight minds, or eight, you know, uh, um, eight people focused on that same desire, it multiplies it in a magic way. Better than nine, or ten, or six or seven. But eight is the number. And so I came up with my own little philosophy. Um, and I said, well, what if you had eight times eight people, or 64? And 64 is a very important number. There's a gentleman named Nassim. Um, he's a physicist and a uh, really smart guy. He's kind of like today's Einstein. And uh, this guy is huge on number 64. And if on his 
Facebook page, for example, he talks about the relevance of it. Um, I could go into some, but in general, that's a very important number. Okay. And so, um, so you get sixty-four people. I did not do it yet. Uh, what I'm going to do is maybe merge after with today other, you can, huh? Well, huh? The, it's very, it's it's pretty, it's pretty simple. If because our group, we have a secret Facebook group, a secret Lynn McTaggart group on Facebook, and so I could tap into that that group. It's maybe it's like five hundred people, and so I'm sure I can get sixty-four out of that to uh, participate. Yeah. And it can just be a general thing, you know, you know, health and happiness and so on and so forth, you know whatever, uh, for all of us. Right. And uh, we all do it together at the same time for five minutes. Doesn't, it doesn't take long and be done with it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So what made you get into the spiritual life? Well, well before you had your first gathering, what made you want to have your, you did the dance, the Latin dancing, you said, yeah. and then mm-hmm. you had the meetup. Okay. I, I'm going to give a parallel so that you can know about me because you don't know this. So, like, I, I moved to my cousin's house in the country, uh-huh. and we called it the castle because it was a big white house. It was like White Castle. Uh-huh. I don't know. We just called it the castle. So I lived in the castle. And I had lived in an apartment that was very, very T90, and he asked, would, would you like to rent the castle? So I said, yes. I'm like, I had a castle. I mean, I really felt like it was a castle. So I started having gatherings there because I had a place big enough to have a gathering. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't before mm-hmm. because I just couldn't. So then I started, and once a month when we meet, which has been happening for, I guess, over 15 years, I'd have to think to know exactly when it began. It was like somebody gives a presentation, mm-hmm. but instead of it being some national or internationally known person, it's someone here. Excellent. Because, you know, we may not be as well known as any of the people, but it's who we are. And if I can share my story and what I do with this community, then we can become a community on that level. Yeah. So I think it's it's exciting to see that we're both doing the same thing with the same yes. intention. And I, I know a lot of people that have gone to your um, to your gatherings, I think it's hysterical. So, um, yes. so I've been doing it for a long time, and then now I, I moved. I'm not in that castle. I mean, I bought a castle <laughs> in the castle in the home I grew up in. But I, now the gatherings that I do are at the Tribe Collective Cafe. Okay, and so that allows me to just leave home and go there mm-hmm. and meet the people there. So. And then it allows Mel, who has the place, to have people come and see what her business is about. Yes. Because her business is about healthy foods. Excellent. And and lots of good things. I don't even want to say more than that because I could say something wrong. But there are sweets and there's coffee and there's healthy food and juices. Excellent. And she's done all her homework. So mm-hmm. I find that sometimes when you find someone you can trust mm-hmm. who has done their homework – then, then you don't have to work so hard. You can just kind of hang with them and Certainly. and learn from their own experiences. And so she's provided a home for us. So we have met there. This month will be the third time we meet, and it's real exciting. So Very good. Um, I just think there's a lot of similarities in what we've been doing. Yes. Well, and one of the uh, reasons why I started doing it at my home, I, my home is basically too big for one person. 
And I wanted to have more purpose for it. I said, I've got this room. Let me do something good. So mm -hmm. I want to add yoga to it. So I wanted to do the meditations and the movies. And I want to add yoga and then something else possible. In fact, I'm hosting a Reiki group. Um, I'm a Reiki two-level practitioner. And so my uh, teacher and some of the other students are going to come by on July the, I'm sorry, August the 12th. And uh, so we're going to have a day of Reiki at the house, and we're going to have awesome. food over, and uh, who knows? I mean, we have a pool party as well. So. so did you do yoga yet? Have you begun yoga? Oh, yes. Um, I do yoga with um, Raven in Brobridge. She has a little uh, shop on uh, Main Street. No, but in your home? Uh, I did it one time. Okay. Um, what I did, I have a game room upstairs, and I slid the pool table over. I put little sliders under it and slid it over, and it gave us a lot more space. It's a big room, but we had, I think, 10 people up there, and so I needed to make a little modified a bit. And it's great. Um, it, it's a wonderful exercise. It's a spiritual practice because you totally. really are you know, going in and within and breathing and so on and so forth. And very similar to to meditation, I, I'd almost say there is a physical meditation. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, and I used to think, you know, oh, yoga, that's for girls, whatever. Until I did it, I was like, oh, my God, no. It's a real deal. <laughs> it's it's yeah. something else. And so, um, yeah, it's it's wonderful. And so if I can just build a community of good people and we practice, we we have practiced raising the vibration. Dr. Joe Dispenza does what it, what's called um, a global coherence. Right. So... He does a webcast, and so he's got he does presentations around the world. Um, you know, Germany. He's in, and he goes Australia. to your house when you tune him in, right? Well, yeah. yeah. Well, we we did something just the other morning, and it was a, a global healing. Uh -huh. And um, I mean, it just feels good. And 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 once again, the studies will show um, killings go down, crime goes down, and so we could heal this world. Well, you name it: hunger, uh, all sorts of crime. If we could raise the vibration of this planet through intention and just, it doesn't take, I think it takes something like a million people can heal the planet. If they all synchronize and just do the practice of healing, they've done the studies. And See, so that's the solution. Have you ever heard of the hundredth monkey? No. Uh, well, there's this that. kind of thing like that. Like, you know, if you get a, the hundredth person is going to bring it up a level. So I always go with hundred monkeys because I think I know maybe. <laughs> Hundred is smaller than a million, and I know more monkeys than uh -huh. any. So, but it's the, the same thing, and uh -huh. you're not you're not creating an institution. Uh -huh. You're just tapping into people who naturally want this, right? And right. then they go back in the community. You don't have a monastery there. Mm -mm. It's just you just open your own home. Exactly, and, and there's there's no requirements as far as um, what religion are you in or what do you believe and so on and so forth. Because people are going to look at the meetup and they're going to read about what it is, and it's you know, and so they'll make their own decision if they want to come. If they try it out, they like it, they will come back. Exactly. If it's not a good fit, they won't come back. And so it's it's very easy, and it's no risk at all. You know that uh, I mean, the gas and the time to get there and the time to stay, and then people are welcome to leave whenever they like. That just doesn't happen, though. It, it has never happened. No. Uh, of all the events, um, we've never had any problems or anything. It's just, it's just a wonderful thing. It's like my little church or something like that. I, you know, uh, no disrespect to any church. I don't want to say anything bad, but it's, I'm just saying it's, it's where I go to refresh. I look forward exactly. to it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the early Christian church was in homes. Okay, I didn't know that. 
yeah. it was. It, yeah. it wasn't meant to be the church that yeah. is the big church. Mm-hmm. It was done in homes, mm-hmm. and 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 the home is the heart of wherever yeah. and whatever we practice. So. Yeah. You're calling it a church. It is a church, and it was always our home was always meant to be a church. Yes, in yeah. a real way, I, I think. Does yeah. anybody in your family go? No. Could they? Did they no. ever? Uh no. Um, I my mother. Um, I may be invited to something. Um, she, my mother, is a, a real strong Catholic, mm-hmm. and so, um, and. So uh, she would be interested in hearing what we're saying because it's all good. This this topic and things that we look at are not uh, re- religious specific, certain religions. It's basically in general what all religions want. To, exactly. To, you know, they, when they talk about source or God or however they, they say the highest power that created all, um, you know, that's where we're going with it. And so you know so we're not selling anything we're not really pushing anything it's just come and check us out and and right. see yeah and and yeah the reason i ask about anyone in your family um i also am trained in reiki and then i became trained in something called healing touch mm-hmm. which is something that nurses created okay. to honor healership so in order to lay hands on people you have to become licensed in some way uh-huh. well i'm not licensed medically uh-huh. and um you know i'm not a nun and i'm not going to be a nun mm-hmm. so um i i became a reverend in uh, the universal brotherhood movement which is some sort of um institution or organization that can bestow on you a ministerial certificate. Okay. So I called my priest friend and I'm like, okay, I need to do this. I'm really not wanting to. I'm a Eucharistic minister in the Catholic Church. Don't you think that that could, isn't that something? And he's laughing and we're laughing, but it's not funny because, you know, we are not going to see women ordained in our lifetimes. And I can't help you, yeah. but I give you my apostolic blessing. Uh-huh. Which, as a priest, is he's blessing what I'm doing, but mm-hmm. he knows it can't come from that institution. You're right. So, on the day that I was ordained, I remember it was July the 4th, 1999. I don't know why I remember, but I do. I didn't tell anybody in my family. Yeah. Not because it was a secret, you understand. Mm-hmm. My daughter came, my mm-hmm. kids, my kids, they know me, and that's okay, but I didn't, because I didn't want anyone to say, What, you think you're going to be a priest now? Because it's it's not about turning away from where I came from, but it's about using where I came from, at least this is what it is for me, as a foundation to be open to more. Right. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then there's this real deal, and that's why I asked about your family. I wasn't trying to put you on the spot, but it's like maybe you don't want to ask your cousin, but it's okay. You still love your cousin. And if your cousin wants to come, or your mama, your mom can come. Right, right. It's not an exclusionary thing. Exactly, yeah. Um, did you do any kind of healing work before you became, um, before you studied Reiki at all? No, I had not. Um, I mean, I, I would just kind of limit it to prayer um, at this at that point. Did but you I, ever I, like lay on of hands as a as you prayed? No, did not. Okay. No, uh, Reiki was my first uh, introduction to healing. Um, now um, I feel that 
when I think of a person and I'm thinking of them in loving thoughts and so on and so forth, or a whole ponopono, which is basically saying, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And making that a background chant. And so when I think about that person, if I'm saying it automatically, then I'll just really say it a little bit more with intention towards that person. And so it's a great go-to tool because no matter what comes up in my mind, if it's good, I'll say it. If it's not pleasant, then I'll say it and I'll basically surrender that unpleasant feeling um, and experience it a little bit, but just kind of let it surrender. I um, I had a struggle with that because with uh, the surrender part, because I also like Esther and Jerry Hicks, who are basically teachers. They're not from this area. They're, I think, from Texas uh, and somewhere and there. They're known area. as Abraham. Exactly. Esther uh, channels Abraham, which is a collective consciousness. And so and their, their message is very simple. Just keep your vibration high by just being thinking loving thoughts and uh, peace and joy and bliss and so on and so forth. Um, there's another gentleman that is uh go on i'm sorry so well no you said the word surrender you had a hard time with surrender you're explaining how you got to be able to surrender well what happened i'm following you right right so basically abraham will basically say whenever you have a negative thought just flip it around to a positive thought just say well suppose you know they they have different techniques Mm -hmm. but in general what they want to say is replace the negative thought with a positive thought the surrender process which is another good person who is uh, Dr. David R. Hawkins. He's deceased now, but he has a book called Letting Go. He will say, just experience the feeling and just let it dissolve. You'll find that it's just going to dissolve away. And that's kind of like let go, let God. Exactly. So those are two different things I'm still toying around with. And um, I, but I use both angles. I really do. Exactly. Because they're both, the yeah. same they're just flip sides of the same coin right the whole point is for you to have peace right with it, no matter what the peace is from within not right not without so yeah. when i first started to do reiki I'm, I'm catholic right so then i would do all these prayers and and then when i started when i learned reiki and i received simples from the sanskrit language which mm-hmm. is not even a western language but an eastern language and I, i'm doing this work well i didn't let myself say my prayers uh-huh. so i felt disconnected from yes. what i was doing mm-hmm. okay so i can do reiki or i can pray for you uh-huh. but i couldn't include my prayer in the session not uh-huh. that you can ever cut off your catholic part right you can't cut off your spiritual foundation right some parts of it will always be useful. Basically, love your neighbor. What can be wrong with that? You know? Exactly. You're learning a refined version of all that. But I, I, I didn't know how to respect both of those things. Right. Do you understand? Yes. So, okay, I'm going to do Reiki. And then I'm going to say my prayers afterwards. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, after doing Reiki for a while, I'm like, you know. So I would include the Hail Mary uh-huh. because Mary is the 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 female symbol in Catholicism of the divine feminine. Yeah. So what's wrong with that? Right. What's wrong with seeing the divine feminine the same way I always knew her as a little girl? What it's the same. So right. then I started to incorporate prayers that I had grown up with when I knew I was doing things that were going to bring nurturing. Well I would say the Hail Mary, that's nurturing. It's a lady thing. Right. And then 
Um, so I, it, but it took me years to incorporate that. I see. Yes. Like I wasn't wrong in the beginning. Right. To not be able to, mm-hmm. but I, 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 it's like I had to choose. Yes. And like, and we don't have to choose anymore. No. no. So I, I learned to pray for people and whatever as you do as a child, and then I learned Reiki, and then when I learned Healing Touch, which is taught by nurses, it's like they use the word source because. People in the medical profession may be Christian, mm-hmm. may be Jewish, right. may be Native American, may be Hindu or Buddhist. So, you know, so you use the word source with a capital S. Right. All right. And, and then, so that, that, that again broadens what I knew. Right. Because we, we grew up with something, you know what I'm saying? Right. So then yes. the, the, then some woman asks me once if I was a traitor. Uh-huh. Do you have traitors in your family? Um, they are deceased, uh, but at at uh, at one point, I, I know of one gentleman right. who was a traitor. My grandfather was. Uh-huh. He's not living anymore either. Uh-huh. So then she looked at me like this. She goes, are you a traitor? And I'm like, oh, man, I was green. I'm like, oh, no, but my grandpa was, but he died before. She said, well, would you like the prayer? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm sure I lit up. I'm like, well, uh-huh. yes. So then... I became a traitor. Uh-huh. So a traitor is someone in our culture who is given a specific prayer mm-hmm. for a specific ailment. Mm-hmm. Now, could I take everything I knew as a practitioner of Reiki and as someone trained in healing touch and say, well, I'm going to quit doing all of that and I'm going to sit home and wait till somebody with a sprained ankle calls? Right. No. You just add to who you are and what you have so you don't you don't throw away with every new teacher with every new person or every every new subject that broadens your horizon you you don't discard where you come from you that's another foundation right you just keep kind of standing is that how how did you incorporate reiki when you never had healing like that before did you have any issues with that or was it strange for you? It was different. Uh, I mean, we're for just me. people, so we, it's strange sometimes. New things are strange. Well, you know, I um, I had um, little problems as far as feeling the energy between my hands and so on and so forth, but I know energy is there. Um, and so the major thing was, it, and it all ties together. If I'm if I'm holding my hands over a person and I'm basically having good intentions and, and healing intentions with this person is going to be the best they can be, you know, physically. And um, and I'm having that intention. It's not really my intention. Basically, what, I'm, what I've imagined with myself is to have, through my crown chakra, which is located at the top of my head, having energy coming down through, and my, my little process is to have it coming all the way through all my chakras and then enlarging and then coming out of my heart and out of my hands. Because your hands yes. are... Connected to your body at the same right. level as your heart. Right. Exactly. Right. And so with that intention, uh, that's the result that I'm, I'm shooting for. And so I'll cover the whole body. And so in general, uh, I've had people say I felt a lot of love. And that's what I – if you listen to Marion Williamson, who is a graduate from 
um, uh, a Course in Miracles, and she uh, she will say that there there's only love and not love, and just not any, everything else, which is. But the, so the major thing that I focus on is just sending love, because I know that I can't make any mistakes doing that. There's there's no way. Um, it's mindless work. That's why I do it so well. Yes, yeah, it's not yeah. about the mind. Yes, yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> yeah, yes, and, and and the thing that I, I realize that whenever I have a good intention going out from me, life is a boomerang. It's whatever I'm sending out is going to come back to me. And right. so the more I do, the more I say, you know, ho pono pono. You know, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm clearing my energy and at the same time doing the best I can do as an individual, the man in the mirror who is, you know, it's like I want to make a change in the world, so I have to change with me first. Exactly. You know, so, and that's what I enjoy about, you know, Reiki and, and learning all these different things to just become a better person, to be more of an asset in, in life. Um, and this may be getting a little deeper, but in general, um, I want to, I want to, know that at the end of my life that I, I have done a, a good thing, a good service. The planet is a better place because I was here. And on another level, um, after I've gone and whatever spiritual reasons I came down to uh, and to be in this body, I have achieved that. Whatever I wanted to do when I came, when I was born into this lifetime, whatever I wanted to do when I pass on, I want to know that I did it. And so right. I'm going to keep on following this path yes and so that's how i feel about it that's kind of cool well did you understand that you were on this path when you were little but you just didn't get it then i i don't think thing i think we were born for certain things but we don't get it till later so i'm yeah. just saying from the time you began to learn reiki and and literally choose to lay hands on people before that you didn't hate you, didn't, you weren't a hater no, not at all. Um, my, my, um, so tell me how you got into this from your early life, because this is about letting everybody know that we're not that special. Mm-hmm. Right. We just do this. Right. Yeah, well, you know, we all have healers in our family. So how did you come from? Tell me about the early. Well, in, in general, I mean, you know, I, I was taught the same things everyone's taught in high school and so forth. And so at that point, uh, it was just life in general. Um, but as I grew older in, in my late teens, I, my dad gave me Think and Grow Rich. And in Think and Grow Rich made, uh, by Napoleon Hill, he introduced the book to me and he said, look, anyone who's wealthy has read this book. Something like that, he said. Right. And I said, okay. If you read his book, there's a lot of spirituality into that, in, in that book as well. I mean, he's talking about a lot of stuff. And so that I touched on it, but I was about making money at that point. And, but I still use the tools. And then later on, um, I started to, you know, link up with uh, um, Deepak and Wayne Dyer and more of the spiritual teachers and, um, you know, Eckhart Tolle. This, this growth towards these gentlemen really came in my, um, I'd say, within the last 10 years. Well, they weren't and, there when you were little. Well, no, 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 not, not when I was little. <laughs> oh, as a child, I really didn't feel it. I mean, if, if you're talking prior, preteen and that sort of thing. I was just, just the average, you know, kid. Right. Yeah. But, but but what I'm saying is, you are an average kid. But I have to believe you probably weren't. Like you probably never wished people ill. No. You no. probably always wanted to do the right thing. Maybe even want to be a priest at one time. I know. Mm-hmm. I, I went to be a nun, but they told me no because I had gone to the convent after a breakup, and they're like, "No, lady, you can't come here." But, yeah. So you know what I'm saying? 
you were not malintended. You didn't have a big conversion. You just grew into. So um, I guess what I'm asking, and maybe I wasn't clear, is what you had a foundation. If your daddy gave you a book said, mm-hmm. you know, people with money know this, but it had a lot of spiritual concepts in it, he wasn't suggesting you join the mafia to get rich. No, 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 no. You know, so yeah, you had yeah. a lot of holiness around you. Well, in general, my life has been, um, as a young man, I wanted to be liked. I think that's common. And so I found that being, being nice to people and respecting people and so on and so forth, people like me more. And I like myself more. I didn't have any kind of guilt uh, later yeah. on. Uh, I used to live in guilt. If, if, something, if I did something wrong, it would, it would haunt me for years. I thought that was the right thing to do. Um, and, and I realize better now. But in general, my, it was just a simple thing. The golden rule is how I exactly. played it. Exactly. So the golden rule is probably the thing that I used mostly throughout my life. And this is yes. another bigger part of the same rule. Right. Oh, yes. Yes. Y- you know? Yeah. And Unless you do like my kids kid around would do it to others before they do it. Oh, and then, you know, we have this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and, and so, you know, it, and so my golden rule um, has really, um, I, I like the platinum rule now. The platinum rule is treat um, others the way they want to be treated. And so it's a little bit more fine-tuned because not everybody is like me. And so I can't judge everybody the way I judge myself. So right. if I can look at them and know who they are and I can say, this is what they need, and yes. So how do you get to know people? Well, first of all, I, um, my meetups are a screening process. That's another little thing I do. Oh. My meetups actually do you interview people, people into my, when it, they, the, a person who is interested in, in my meetup is a person who I would be interested in getting to know. Okay. And so uh, that's how I get to meet really great people. Remember when you were little? Oh, uh-huh. I can remember when I was little. Yes. To know you is to love you. Yes. And so in a, in a way, you're doing that very simple thing at your meetups because mm. you're getting to know people and allowing them to know you. Yes. Because, you know, it's a hospitality thing. Sure, it is. So yes. it's, it, But it's very basic to the whole Baltimore catechism thing without all the hierarchical other things. Basically, you're... You're grow. You're living an extension of what. I just think it's amazing. And yeah. when you say these people are sharing ancient things, we're not inventing anything. Oh no, no, no. We're getting a better understanding of well, things. We are getting a better understanding, and one of the reasons is because we are connected globally. Right. I mean, you don't have to go anywhere. To know what's going on over there. You don't have to go to India to study with a guru, but but you can go to India if you want to. It's way cool, you know. You yes. don't have to go to Medjugorje. You don't have to go to uh, Sedona. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't have to go to these places. But if you can, good for you. But we understand what's going on. Oh, yes. So the things that we grew up with locally, mm-hmm. which is being hospitable and, and, and being kind and treating people right, is is we're going to connect with that on a global level, and that's basically what I, I get a sense that you're doing. Yeah, uh, with going back to Lynn McTaggart, when we have a Zoom meeting every Sunday morning at eleven o'clock a.m., I have one lady who is in Kuwait, I have another lady who's in Hawaii, I have um, 
two in California, Colorado, so kind of on the East Coast somewhere as well. And um, I mean, that, that's huge to have a meeting with these people. I was that was impossible twenty, thirty years ago. Exactly. You know, I mean, you know, it's amazing. And we sit there, we can see each other, and we can, you know, talk and great. And 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 the thing that I feel that's really going to change this world is that that community, that global community we have. For example, Facebook. I mean, I I get to know about people based on what they post. They'll post something very positive, and I'll say, "Really? I didn't know that person was into," you know. And so, yeah. So it's it's really the messages can get out so fast. One person sends a message of some sort of inspiration, it just goes out huge. We couldn't do that years ago. No. And the stuff that we're that uh, you know we had to go to the library if we wanted to get, learn something. You know we had to go and get a book, whatever. Now. Our libraries on our phones, you know, exactly. it's huge. And also, I think too that um, the cultures were separated, mm-hmm. and mm. now the cultures are no longer separated, right? Because in Louisiana, for instance, until the year of the Louisiana Purchase, mm-hmm. it was against the law to be anything but Catholic. Oh wow! Not really. Didn't know that. You know, wow. and so then. We grow up mostly Catholic. Why? Because it was a Catholic colony, mm-hmm. so you could only be Catholic here. Right. And then, and then, in on the East Coast, there were places where no one was Catholic, and you could only be Protestant there. Mm-hmm. So the effects of our roots mm-hmm. can be a positive thing, and then we can grow with using our roots as our foundation, and then we can incorporate the Protestants and the Catholics and the Jews and the Native Americans, and they're just you know. We can truly be globally connected right at home. It's really true. I yeah. mean, you know, we have Festival Internacional that comes here. The whole world comes to Lafayette. Right, right. That's yes. a real deal. Yes, definitely. Wow. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're like kind of at the end. So if you want to just kind of like say anything, I'm going to let you have the last word. Well, this has been very enjoyable. My first uh, <laughs> time having an interview online and um, I'm really enjoying it. I I would like to invite anybody, if they want to go to meetup.com and look for Acadiana uh, Meditations, they can come on by. Once again, there's no money involved. It's just a a very peaceful environment with great people. And uh, I think it's just a way to bring the community together. And and it's, it's just fun. It's wonderful. It really is. Thank you. Thank you for being so brave. Well, thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Le Cadeau Podcast. I'm your host, Becca Begnaud. Matt Roberts produced the show. Thanks to AOC Community Media for the use of their facilities. For information about AOC, you can visit aocinc.org. Thank you very much. Merci beaucoup. The views and opinions expressed on this or any program on the AOC Podcast Network do not reflect the views and opinions of Lafayette Consolidated Government, Cox Communications, LUS Fiber, AOC Community Media, its board of directors, or its staff. To learn more about becoming a community media producer, visit us on the web at aocinc.org.